my dear assembled Vaishnavas, Hare Krishna. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Here we are in the uh, Ramanavami Eve, the day before the appearance of Lord Ramachandra. Uh, and we're happy to be here uh, with you to hear the glories of the Lord. This is the goal of life. It's the goal of this Krishna consciousness movement. It is our duties and pleasure. Uh, so welcome uh, with all affection. Uh, Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotra by Srila Sanatana Goswami, the senior disciple of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and who was instructed uh, continuously uh, in one session more than any other devotee. Two months straight. And one of the results was this Srimad Bhagavata Mihima Stotram. Glorifying the Srimad Bhagavatam. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvanduditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun, risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistadagamad Bhagya Mad Anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu, sadu tadayin, atini chuchita kada, hanamun chakadachin mam, premna ritkanta yokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right, we've reached the ninth 
chapter of the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. And now we're going to hear of the exploits of Bharat Maharaj as they continue from a body of a deer to the body of Jad Bharat, the supreme character of Jad Bharat. In this chapter, Bharat Maharaj's attainment of the body of a Brahmana is described. In this body, he remained like one dull, deaf, and dumb, so much so that when he is brought that when he was brought before the goddess Kali to be killed as a sacrifice, he never protested, but remained silent. After having given up the body of a deer, he took birth in the womb of the youngest wife of a Brahmana. In this life he could also remember the activities of his past life, and in order to avoid the influence of society, he remained like a deaf and dumb person. He was very careful not to fall down again. He did not mix with anyone who was not a devotee. This process should be adopted by every devotee. As advised by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Asat Sangha Tyag, a Vaishnava Achar. One should strictly avoid the company of non-devotees, even though they may be family members. When Bharat Maharaj was in the body of a Brahmana, the people in the neighborhood thought of him as a crazy, dull fellow, but within he was always chanting and remembering Vasudeva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Although his father wanted to give him an education and purify him as a brahmana by offering him the sacred thread, he remained in such a way that his father and mother could understand that he was crazy and not interested in the reformatory method. Nonetheless, he remained fully Krishna conscious, even without undergoing such official ceremonies. Due to his silence, some people who were no better than animals began to tease him in many ways. But he tolerated this. After the death of his father and mother, his stepmother and stepbrothers began to treat him very poorly. They would give him the most condemned food, but still, he did not mind. He remained completely absorbed in Krishna consciousness. He was ordered by his stepbrothers and mother to guard a paddy field one night. And at that time, the leader of a Dakoit party took him away and tried to kill him by offering him in a sac at a as a sacrifice before Bhadrakali. When the Dakoits brought Bharat Maharaj before the goddess Kali and raised a chopper to kill him, the goddess Kali became immediately alarmed due to the mistreatment of a devotee. She came out of the deity and taking the chopper in her own hands killed all the dacoits there. Thus, a pure devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead can remain silent despite the mistreatment of non-devotees. Rogues and dacoits who misbehave toward a devotee are punished at last by the arrangement of the Supreme 
Personality of Godhead Text 1 and 2 Srila <clears throat> Shukadeva Goswami continued My dear King after giving up the body of a deer Bharat Maharaj took birth in a very pure Brahmana family there was a Brahmana who belonged to the dynasty of Angira. He was fully qualified with Brahminical qualifications. He could control his mind and senses and he had studied the Vedic literatures and other subsidiary literatures. He was expert, <clears throat> he was expert in giving charity and he was always satisfied, tolerant, very gentle, learned, and non-envious. He was self-realized and engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. He remained always in a trance. He had nine equally qualified sons by his first wife and by his second wife he begot twins, a brother and a sister, of which the male child was said to be the topmost devotee and foremost of saintly kings, <clears throat> Bharat Maharaj. This, then, is the story of the birth he took after giving up the body of a deer. Purport <clears throat> Bharat Maharaj was a great devotee, but he did not attain success in one life. In Bhagavad Gita it is said that a devotee who does not fulfill his devotional duties in one life is given the chance to be born in a fully qualified Brahmana family or a rich Chatriya or Vaishya family. Shuchinam Srimatam Gehe Bhagavad Gita 641 <clears throat> Bhart Maharaj was the firstborn son of Maharaj Rishabha in a rich Chatriya family. But due to his willful negligence of his spiritual duties and his excessive attachment to an insignificant deer, he was obliged to take birth as the son of a deer. However, due to his strong position as a devotee, he was gifted with the remembrance of his past life. Being repentant, he remained in a solitary forest and always thought of Krishna. Then he was given the chance to take birth in a very good Brahmana family. Text 3 Due to his being especially gifted with the Lord's mercy, <clears throat> Bharat Maharaj could remember the incidents of his past life. Although he received the body of a Brahmana, he was still very much afraid of his relatives and friends who were not devotees. He was always very cautious of such association because he feared that he would again fall down. Consequently, he manifested himself before the public eye as a madman, dull, blind and deaf, so that others would not try to talk to him. In this way, he saved himself from bad 
association. Within, he was always thinking of the lotus feet of the Lord and chanting the Lord's glories, which save one from the bondage of fruitive action. In this way, he saved himself from the onslaught of non-devotee associates. Purport. Every living entity is bound by different activities due to association with the modes of nature. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Karanam Gunasangosya Sadasad Joni Janmasu. This is due to his association with that material nature. Thus he meets with good and evil among various species. Bhagavad Gita 13.22 We get different types of bodies among 8,400,000 species according to our karma. Karmana Daiva Netrena Bhagavatam 3.31.1 We work under the influence of material nature contaminated by the three modes and thus we get a certain type of body according to superior order. This is called karma, karma bandha. To get out of this karma bandha, one must engage himself in devotional service. Then one will not be affected by the modes of material nature. Mamchayo vyabhicharini bhakti yogena sevate Sagunan samatityaitan Brahmabhuyaya Kalpate One who engages in full devotional service, who does not fall down in any circumstance, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Bhagavad Gita 14.26 to, to remain immune from the material qualities, one must engage himself in devotional service. Shavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu. That is the perfection of life. When Maharaj Bharat took birth as a Brahmana, he was not very interested in the duties of a Brahmana, but within he remained a pure Vaishnava, always thinking of the lotus feet of the Lord. As advised in Bhagavad Gita, Manmana Bhavamad Bhakto Majaji Mam. Namaskuru, Bhagavad Gita 18.65 This is the only process by which, can be, by which one can be saved from the danger of repeated birth and death. Text 4 <clears throat> The Brahmana's father's mind The Brahmana father's mind was also filled, was always filled with affection for his son, Jadbhart, Bhart Maharaj. Therefore, he was always attached to Jadbhart. Because Jadbhart was unfit to enter the Grihastha ashram, he simply executed the purificatory process up to the end of the Brahmacharya ashram. Although Jadbhart was unwilling to accept his father's instructions, the Brahmana nonetheless instructed him how to keep clean and how to wash, thinking that the son should be taught by the father. Purport 
Jad Bharat was Bharat Maharaj in the body of a Brahmana, and he outwardly conducted himself as if he were dull, deaf, dumb, and blind. Actually, he was quite alert within. He knew perfectly well of the results of fruitive activity and the results of devotional service. In the body of a Brahmana, Maharaj Bharat was completely absorbed in devotional service within. Therefore, it was not at all necessary for him to execute the regulated principles of fruitive activity. As confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam, Svanushtitasya Dharmasya Sangsidir Haditoshanam Bhagavatam 1, 2, 13 One has to satisfy Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is the perfection of the regulative principles of fruitive activity. Besides that, it is stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, Dharma Svanustitak Pumsam Vishwaksena Katasuyaha Notpadiyad Yadiritim Shama Eva Hikevalam Duties, Dharma, executed by men, regardless of occupation, are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the Supreme Lord. Bhagavatam 1, 2, 8 These karmakanda activities are required as long as one has not developed Krishna consciousness. If one is developed in Krishna consciousness, there is no need to execute the prior regulative principles of karmakanda. Srila Madhavendra Puri said, O regulated principles of karmakanda, please excuse me. I cannot follow all these regulative principles, for I am fully engaged in devotional service. He expressed the desire to sit somewhere beneath the tree and continue chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Consequently, he did not execute all the regulative principles. Similarly, Haridas Thakur was born in a Mohammedan family. From the very beginning of his life, he was never trained in the Karmakanda system. But because he was always chanting the holy name of the Lord, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted him as Namacharya, the authority in chanting the holy name. As Jad Bharat, Bharat Maharaj was always engaged in devotional service within his mind. Since he had executed the regulative principles continuously for three lives, he was not interested in continuing to execute them, although his Brahmana father wanted him to do so. Text 5 Jad Bharat behaved before his father like a fool, despite his father's adequately instructing him, instructing him in Vedic knowledge. He behaved in that way so that his father would know that he was unfit for instruction and would abandon the attempt to instruct him further. He would behave in a completely opposite way. Although instructed to wash his hands after evacuating, he would wash them before. 
nonetheless, his father wanted to give him Vedic instructions during the spring and summer. He tried to teach him the Gayatri Mantra along with the Omkara and Vyabriti. But after four months, his father still was not, in, not successful in instructing him. Text 6 The Brahmana father of Jad Bharat considered his son his heart and soul, and therefore he was very much attached to him. He thought it wise to educate his son properly, and being absorbed in this unsuccessful endeavor, he tried to teach his son the rules and regulations of Brahmacharya, including the execution of the Vedic vows, cleanliness, study of the Vedas, the regulative methods, service to the spiritual master, and the method of offering a fire sacrifice. He tried his best to teach his son in this way, but all his endeavors failed. In his heart, he hoped that his son would be a learned scholar, but all his attempts were unsuccessful. Like everyone, this Brahmana was attached to his home and he had forgotten that someday he would die. Death, however, was not forgetful. At the proper time, death appeared and took him away. Purport Those too attached to family life who forget that death comes in the future to take them away become attached and unable to finish their duty as human beings. The duty of human life is to solve all the problems of life, but instead people remain attached to family affairs and duties. Although they forget death, death will not forget them. Suddenly they will be kicked off the platform of a peaceful family life. One may forget that he has to die, but death never forgets. Death becomes, death comes always at the right time. The Brahmana father of Jadbhart wanted to teach his son the process of Brahmacharya, but he was unsuccessful due to his son's unwillingness to undergo the process of Vedic advancement. Jadbhart was simply concerned with returning home, back to Godhead by executing devotional service through Shavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu. He did not care for the Vedic instructions of his father. When one is fully interested in the service of the Lord, he does not need to follow all the regulative principles enunciated in the Vedas. Of course, for an ordinary man, the Vedic principles are, in, are imperative. No one can avoid them. But when one has attained the perfection of devotional service, it is not very important to follow the Vedic principles. Lord Krishna advised Arjuna to ascend to the platform of Nishtrigunya, the transcendental position above the Vedic principles, 
Trigunya Vishaya Veda Nistrigunyo Bhavarjuna Nirdwandvo Nityasatvasto Niryoga Chema Atmavan The Vedas mainly deal with the subject of the three modes of material nature. Rise above these modes, O Arjuna. Be transcendental to all of them. Be free from all dualities and from all anxieties for gain and safety and be established in the Self. Bhagavad Gita 2.45 Text 7 Thereafter, the Brahmana's younger wife, after entrusting her twin children, the boy and girl, to the elder wife, departed for Patiloka voluntarily, dying with her husband. Text 8 After the father died, the nine stepbrothers of Jadvarat, who considered Jadvarat dull and brainless, abandoned the father's attempt to give Jadvarat a complete education. The stepmothers of Jadvarat were learned in the three Vedas, the Rig Veda, Samaveda, and Yajurveda, which very much encouraged fruitive activity. The nine brothers were not at all spiritually enlightened in devotional service to the Lord. Consequently, they could not understand the highly exalted position of Jad Bharat. Text 9 and 10 Degraded men are actually no better than animals. The only difference is that animals have four legs and such men have only two. These two-legged, animalistic men used to call Jad Bharat mad, dull, deaf, and dumb. They mistreated him, and Jad Bharat behaved for them like a madman who, is, who was deaf, blind, and dull, or dull. He did not protest or try to convince them that he was not so. If others wanted him to do something, he acted according to their desires. Whatever food he could acquire by begging or by wages and whatever came of its own accord, be it a small quantity, palatable or stale or tasteless, he would accept and eat. He never ate anything for sense gratification because he was already liberated from the bodily conception which induces one to accept palatable and unpalatable food. He was full in the transcendental consciousness of devotional service, and therefore he was unaffected by the dualities arising from the bodily conception. Although his body was as strong as a bull's and his limbs were very muscular, he didn't care for winter or summer, wind or rain, and never smeared oil on his body or took a bath. Because his body was dirty, his spiritual effulgence and knowledge were covered, just as the splendor of a valuable gem is covered by dirt. He only wore a dirty loincloth and a sacred thread, which was blackish. Understanding that he was born in a Brahmin family, people would call him a Brahmabandhu, and other names, 
being thus insulted and neglected by materialistic people, he wandered here and there. Purport Chilanartam Dastakura sang Deha Smriti Nahiyar Sangsara Bandana Kahantar One who has no desire to maintain the body or who is not anxious to keep the body in order and who is satisfied in any condition must either be mad or liberated. Actually, Bharat Maharaj, in his birth as Jad Bharat, was completely liberated from material dualities. He was a Paramahamsa and therefore did not care for bodily comfort. Text 11 Jad Bharat used to work only for food. His stepbrothers took advantage of this and engaged him in agricultural field work in exchange for some food. But actually, he did not know how to work very well in the field. He did not know where to spread dirt or where to make the ground level or uneven. His brothers used to give him broken rice, oil cakes, the chafe of rice, worm-eaten grains and burned grains that had stuck to the pot. But he gladly accepted all this as if it were nectar. He did not hold any grudges and ate all this very gladly. Purport The platform of Paramahamsa is described in Bhagavad Gita 2.15 Samadukha Sukham Diram Somitatvaya Kalpate. When one is callous to all duality, the happiness and distress of this material world, one is fit for Amritattva, eternal life. Bharat Maharaj was determined to finish his business in this material world, and he did not at all care for the world of duality. He was complete in Krishna consciousness and was oblivious to good and evil, happiness and distress. As stated in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Antalila 4, 176, one, one point. Is the Amritattva have two T's, three T's? One, one T. I mean Amritattva has two, but no, not double T's. Okay. As stated in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Ancha 4176, In the material world, conceptions of good and bad are all mental speculations. Therefore, saying this is good and this is bad is all a mistake. One has to understand that in the material world of duality, to think that this is good or that is bad or that this is bad is simply a mental concoction. However, one should not imitate this consciousness. Excuse me. One should actually be situated 
on the spiritual platform of neutrality. Text 12. At this time, being desirous of obtaining a son, a leader of Dacoits, who came from his Shudra family, wanted to worship the goddess Bhadra Kali by offering her in sacrifice a dull man who was considered no better than an animal. Purport. Low-class men, such as Shudras, worship demigods like goddess Kali or Bhadra Kali for the fulfillment of material desires. To this end, they sometimes kill a human being before the deity. They generally choose a person who is not very intelligent, in other words, an animal in the shape of a man. Text 13 The leader of the Dacoits captured a man-animal for sacrifice, but, when he, but, but he escaped, and the leader ordered his followers to follow him. They ran in different directions but could not find him, Wandering here and there in the middle of the night, covered by dense darkness, they came to a paddy field where they saw the exalted son of the Angira family, Judbart, who was sitting in an elevated place, guarding the field against the attacks of deer and wild pigs. Text 41 The followers and servants of the Dacoit chief considered Judd Bharat to possess qualities quite suitable for a man-animal, and they decided he was a perfect choice for sacrifice. Their faces bright with happiness, they bound him with ropes and brought him to the temple of the goddess Kali. Purport In some parts of India, animalistic men are still sacrificed before the goddess Kali. However, such a sacrifice is only performed by Shudras and Dacoits. Their business is to plunder the wealthy and to become successful. They offer an animalistic man before the goddess Kali. It should be noted that they never sacrifice an intelligent man before the goddess. In the body of a Brahmana, Bhart Maharaj appeared deaf and dumb yet he was the most intelligent man in the world. Nonetheless, being completely surrendered under the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he remained in that condition and did not protest being brought before the deity for slaughter. As we have learned from the previous verses, he was very strong and could have very easily avoided being bound with ropes, but he did not do anything he simply depended on the Supreme Personality of Godhead for his protection. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur describes surrender under the Supreme Lord in this way, Marabi Rakabi Yo Ichja Tohar Nityadas Pratituya Adhikara My Lord, I am now surrendered unto you. I am, re I am your eternal servant, and if you like, you can kill me, or if you like, you can protect me. In any case, I am fully surrendered unto you. Text 15 
After this, all the thieves, according to their imaginative ritual for killing animalistic men, bathed Jadvart, dressed him in new clothes, decorated him with ornaments befitting an animal, smeared his body with scented oils, and decorated him with tilak, sandalwood pulp, and garlands. They fed him sumptuously and then brought him before the goddess Kali, offering her incense, lamps, garlands, parched grain, newly grown twigs, sprouts, fruits, and flowers. In this way, they worshipped the deity before killing the man-animal, and they vibrated songs and prayers <laughs> and played drums and bugles. Judd Bharat was then made to sit down before the deity. Purport. In this verse, the word Swavidina, according to their own ritualistic principles, is very significant. According to the Vedic Shastras, everything must be done according to regulative principles. But here it is stated that the thieves and rogues devised their own process for killing an animalistic man. The tamasic shastras give instructions for the sacrifice of an animal like a goat or buffalo before the goddess Kali. But there is no mention of killing a man, however dull he may be. This process was manufactured by the dacoits themselves. Therefore, the word svabhidina is used. Even at this time, there are many sacrifices being conducted without reference to the Vedic scriptures. For instance, for instance, in Calcutta, recently a slaughterhouse was being advertised as a temple of the goddess Kali. Meat eaters foolishly purchase meat from such shops, thinking it different from ordinary meat and taking it to be the prasad of goddess Kali. The sacrifice of a goat or a similar animal before the goddess Kali is mentioned in Shastras just to keep people from eating slaughterhouse meat and becoming responsible for killing the animals. The conditioned soul has a natural tendency toward sex and meat-eating. Consequently, <clears throat> the Shastras grant them some concessions. Actually, the Shastras aim at putting an end to these abominable activities. But they impart, they impart some regulative principles so that gradually meat-eaters meat and sex-hunters will be rectified. Text 16. Long purport, this one? No purport. No purport. Text 16. At this time, one of the thieves acting as a chief priest, was ready to offer the blood of Judd Bharat, whom they imagined to be an animal man, to the goddess Kali to drink as liquor. <laughs> he thereby took up, he therefore took up a very fearsome sword, which was very sharp and consecrated by the mantra of Bhadra Kali and raised it to kill Judd Bharat. And this is a really perfect place. But we'll go on. we got to hear this, right? This is too, too much. Text 17. 
text 17. All the rogues and thieves who had made arrangements for the worship of goddess Kali were low-minded and bound to the modes of passion and ignorance. They were overpowered by the desire to become very rich. Therefore, they had the audacity to disobey the injunctions of the Vedas, so much so that they were prepared to kill Jad Bharat, a self-realized soul born in a Brahmana family. Due to their envy, these dacoits brought him before the goddess Kali for sacrifice. Such people are always addicted to envious activities and therefore they dared to try to kill Jad Bharat. Jad Bharat was the best friend of all living entities. He was no one's enemy and he was always absorbed in meditation on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He was born of a <clears throat> he was born of a good Brahmana father and killing him was forbidden even though he might have been an enemy or aggressive person. In any case, there was no reason to kill Jad Bharat and the goddess Kali could not bear this. She could immediately understand that these sinful dacoits were about to kill a great devotee of the Lord. Suddenly, the deity's body burst asunder and the goddess Kali personally emerged from it in a body burning with an intense and intolerable effulgence. Purport. Long or short? Half a page. Okay. According to the Vedic injunctions, only an aggressor can be killed. If a person comes with an intent to kill, one can immediately take action and kill in self-defense. It is also stated that one, be, one can be killed if he comes to set fire to the home or to pollute the ki or kidnap one's wife. Lord Ramachandra killed the entire family of Ravana because Ravana kidnapped his wife, Sita Devi. However, killing is not sanctioned in the Shastras for other purposes. The killing of animals and sacrifice to the demigods who are expansions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is sanctioned for those who eat meat. This is a kind of restriction for meat-eating. In other words, the slaughter of animals is also restricted by certain rules and regulations in the Vedas. Considering these points, there was no reason to kill Jad Bharat, who was born in a respectable, highly exalted Brahmana family. He was a God-realized soul, and a well-wisher to all living entities. The Vedas did not at all sanction the killing of Jad Bharat by rogues and thieves. Consequently, the goddess Bhadrakali emerged from the deity to give protection to the Lord's devotee. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur explains that due to the Brahmana fulgence, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur explains that due to the Brahman effulgence of such a devotee as Jad Bharat, the deity was fractured. Only thieves and rogues in the mode of passion and ignorance and maddened by material opulence offer a man in sacrifice before the goddess Kali. 
This is not sanctioned by the Vedic injunctions. Presently, there are many hundreds and thousands of slaughterhouses throughout the world that are maintained by a puffed-up population mad for material opulence. Such activities are never supported by the Bhagavata school. Hare Krishna. So we'll have to wait tomorrow to hear the gory, gory conclusion of this. We'll stop here for tonight and start tomorrow night, Krishna willing, uh, with text 18. And in the meantime, we hope that we will get some reflections from the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. First, Rati Manjri says... Yes, Rati. Hare Krishna. He says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Rati Manjari. Sir Devi Dasi. Yes, Sir Devi Dasi. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. And back to you. Hare Krishna. Rati also says, Taking us to triumph once again. Hare Krishna. So be it. Kopakanya Devi Dasi. He says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj and all assembled devotees. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Happy Sri Ram Navami for tomorrow in advance to everyone. Yes. Thank you, dear Maharaj, for your blessed reading service. Thank you so much for being there to hear. Brian Phillips. Haribo, Bhakta Brian, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, good to see you again. Thank you. Please take care. Always in my prayers. All, Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Haribo. It's been a long time since we've known each other also. Thank you. That's all so far. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Ramo Ramo Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Ramo Another one from Rati Manjari Ramo Ramo Hare Hare Haribo Rati Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading again, again tonight. Honestly speaking, I found the reading tonight quite startling. <laughs> that it was. That it was. Pray tell, why was it startling? She's typing. I can't tell. Oh, I see. <clears throat> Jan Bharat. She says, Bharat Maharaj took some extreme measures in not wanting to lead a civilized human life. 
Why do you say that? An ordinary, uh, materialistic uh, life. He was careful to avoid uh, anyone who is materialistic. Therefore, he he acted like that. You have to put the whole picture together, then you can understand it better. And then she says, up to the point that he was willing to have himself slaughtered. Uh, Jed Bharat was not uh, yes, he was he was he took he he's Abhiduta. He's Abhiduta. Abhidutas don't care at all for the rules and regulations of anything. They don't try to avoid uh, anything. But he was ask, acting like it's true. He, he, his father was trying to train him to, to be clean and this and that. And thing. He would act just the opposite. But that was because he was afraid of falling down again. He's not like not all of us that are in ignorance and passion and really don't care, you know. I'm talking about the materialistic people of this world. They're trying their best, you know, to live opulently and sophisticatedly and, you know, high high culture and everything. But they're doing the most abominable things. You know, this description of Prabhupada, one of the prayer reports about, you know, slaughterhouses and you know, the things they're doing now, are, they're just unmentionable. So, you know, having, having, being able to remember your, your, your previous birth as an animal, you know, and, and being able to remember in the body of an animal what you did wrong, caused him to just be very, very careful not to get entangled again in materialistic life. So that's one type of paramahamsa, the avaduta. There are other... Uh, we'll find out later on just how, how uh, intelligent and how cultured he was when, he, when Rahugana you know, chastises him from the position of a king and enlightens him. So yes, it is stunning. It is stunning. It is shocking. Hare Krishna. He says, I was wondering how we should take this example of Srimad Bhagavatam. I know I have made many, many faults even after my initiation into spiritual life. Is it necessary that we take such an extreme position? No, no, we shouldn't try to, don't try to imitate Jad Bharat and his example. That's not the right thing to do. If you read very carefully uh, chapter 7 of the Bhagavad Gita text, um, I'm sorry, chapter 9 of the Bhagavad Gita text 
31, you'll hear Prabhupada describe that if a person does something wrong and falls from the, the, the uh, standard, there's no necessity of a person doing some kind of reformatory method or prayaschata sacrifices. They just have to continue with their devotional service. You know, I mean, whatever you say about yourself, uh, your place where you live is full of devotional paraphernalia, and everywhere you look you see Krishna. Uh, you go out, you know, more than most, even though you have a full-time uh, job doing welfare work to help other people, and you're leading fantastic kirtans, and they're getting bigger and bigger since you started. So, yes, you're empowered to spread Krishna consciousness. Be happy with that. Be satisfied. Hare Krishna. She said, thank you, Guru Maharaj. I will read it. <laughs> now this is from Nikki Drans. Yes, Bhakti Nikki. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for reading tonight. Feeling grateful for your association. Today I heard that over-attachment to family life means forgetting the true goal of life. In my own life, I can see relatives who are endeavoring very much to increase comforts of family members, but ultimately it is futile because such <coughs> efforts don't solve birth, death, old age, disease. Sadly, their work is temporary. This helps me appreciate the Varnashram system, where family members genuinely benefit eternally if the system is followed properly. Yes, that's a very nice realization. Thank you very much for that personal realization. <clears throat> a real grahasta is it's an ashram. An ashram means a place where spiritual advancement is being made. So if we follow the uh, Varnashram regulations, then we transcend eventually. Bhaktivinoda Thakur said whenever he chanted the holy name, his, his home turned into Vrindavan. And you can set up the atmosphere by devotional service so the atmosphere is like Vrindavan. Wherever you go, if you chant regularly and hear regularly and offer your food to Krishna, and distribute that prasadam to others, uh, you will live on the spiritual plane, on the spiritual platform. Hare Krishna. The Abhidutta uh, example of Jad Bharat is not meant to be imitated, but is meant to be followed in the sense that according to time and circumstance where we are, uh, we follow the, the, the rules of our Acharya and the example of our Acharya our founder Acharya, Srila Prabhupada. Follow his example. The Bhagavatam teaches us what not to do and what to do. In case you do in case you fall down and get a body of a deer, then you'll know what to do. Hare Krishna. (laughs) 
So it's very nice that you're seeing through the superficial uh, happiness of so-called materialistic household life. Very good. Hare Krishna. Thank you for coming to hear every night. Hare Krishna. All right, everyone, I thank you so much. Uh, again and again and yet again. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Sama beta bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur prema nandi hari hari bo. Tomorrow is Ram Namami. Uh, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to read tomorrow, uh, but I might. So if you don't hear from me, then you'll know that I'm not going to read. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow or the next night and we'll, we'll hear the result of those offenses, you know, by these backwards. See you, t- 